I'm Jordan. And I'm Donnie. And this is a podcast about the stuff in our New York City apartment. How we find it. Where we put it. And why we're into it. Welcome to Apartment 26. And we're back <laughs> with part two. It might be a little too soon to do an update. I was debating that a little bit, but like, Tell I don't know. Apple, but I'm fucked. <laughs> Actually, I just like ran two updates in a row at work because yeah, they're a mess. Um, it's real. So maybe we're pulling an apple on everybody. I don't know, but stuff has changed since our small space style discussion and Mm. all of those things that we wanted to try so we wanted to come back and tell people about them Mm -hmm. because right after we recorded that episode i basically like jumped up and went into the kitchen and like got in that zone of like what in here can we throw away it's true it got scary we didn't throw anything away true um however i think the discussion we had about keeping counters clear was really illuminating to me. I don't know that I had like identified that as a problem in the kitchen. And now I feel very much that like, that is one of my problems with the kitchen Mm. is that there's stuff on the counters that I don't feel like we have just like one clear counter in there. And so some of the things we were looking at specifically were like the Keurig, which does take up counter space. And not only just like a regular Keurig amount of counter space, but because of the way that we acquired it, it's like, an industrial size Keurig mm-hmm. and takes up that amount of counter space. It's like the Keurig. Well, actually, I don't know if it's like the Keurig in your office. I guess it depends on like what your office is like. It was the Keurig in someone's office, though. Right. But now I'm thinking of those like hip co-working spaces. Oh. Uh, like, probably not even Keurigs anymore. No, the Keur- co-working spaces actually usually um, have people on staff who brew coffee for you. Well. And so there are like coffee urns there because it's someone's job. That's cool. Or at least the co-working space I used to work in was like that. I gotta get into that. I actually bumped into one today as I was walking to get the uh, Christmas present. They're actually all over the place. Yeah. No, I know. I know. Pretty pervasive. This one I hadn't heard of before. It's called Spacious. But Hmm. yeah, it's for a different podcast, I suppose. Yeah. It's neither here nor there. Point being, the Keurig is like really big and takes up a pretty large percentage of that counter. Mm -hmm. Um... But the reason we came to not just like ditching it right now is that it's kind of been on its way out for a minute. (laughs) It's dying. And that was at first going to be kind of a sad thing because we were going to have to buy a new Keurig. And actually we use those reusable K-cups that you can buy on Amazon and just like stick your own coffee in. Mm -hmm. But Keurig has circumvented that now and like their new Keurigs don't work with those K-cups. So that was going to be something we had to contend with. It's a racket. It really is. But the good news is we did the small space style episode and we realized that probably what we should actually do when the Keurig does bite the dust is get like an AeroPress or a French press or something like that that can be kept in the cabinet and will free up counter space mm-hmm. and will allow us to just like brew coffee yeah. for ourselves. It'll be bougie, but potentially revolutionary. 
for our kitchen counters. You're kind of driving this as well. I don't particularly want to brew my own coffee. There's nothing exciting about that to me, but it seems like you're pretty stoked on that idea. Yeah, it'll be good. It'll be another odd kitchen hobby for me to get lost in. And I think it'll just be better. I think it'll be better spatially. I think it'll probably be better quality, at least given the way our Keurig's acting lately. It's true. And I think the way we like to drink coffee on work days will be made easier because I bet we can make a couple cups at a time and just like chill it hmm. depending on what's going on or we might be able to just like depending on what we get make the thing and chill the thing and then we won't even have extra dishes you know what I'm saying? that's true like the, the whatever apparatus or company we go with can be the picture itself we're thinking big over here at apartment 26 let me tell you well i think that this is an interesting solution to me as well because i can imagine once we move the keurig that then it's on like the shorter part of the counter our sink isn't exactly in the middle <laughs> so like the keurig is on the shorter part and we could feasibly once that's gone move the fruit bowl over to the shorter part and kind of like have that counter space be allotted to things and then have the longer part of the counter be empty mm. it also makes sense that's closer to the stove so i'm thinking about food prep right yeah I like that so i think that the keurig really frees stuff up because the other thing we were looking at was our drying rack for our dishes mm. and that takes up a huge amount of counter real estate and we kind of like thought about moving it around a little bit for a second i was like oh should we put it on the rolling island and then for a little bit you weren't privy to this but i was looking online at like different small space options for drying racks and the problem with all of that and why we didn't throw away our current drying rack is that there are small space solutions for drying racks but they're all smaller than the one we have and mm. honestly like we use a lot of dishes every day and we wash a lot of dishes every day. And so to have a smaller drying rack would only be infinitely more irritating than doing dishes already is because we wouldn't be able to fit our dishes on a smaller drying rack. Mm. So I feel like we're really like out of necessity, kind of like stuck with that drying rack, taking up that real estate. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I don't have really much more to say about it. Because I think that if we put it on the <clears throat> island... A, it wouldn't be by the sink anymore, and so we'd be dripping everywhere. And B, when we went to move the island, inevitably something would fall. Mm, and true. then we would just be creating problems for ourselves. So that is also kind of relegated to the short part of the counter, and maybe we just have to kind of, like, sacrifice that side of the counter to stuff. Yeah. I don't think that needs to be looked at like a sacrifice, like the small space style book thing. Like, we'll make it cool. We'll curate it. It'll look cool. It'll look beautiful there were a lot of very cool looking drying racks and they were all just like too tiny and impractical which was lame oh i mean the space itself i think the drying rack is gonna be uncool <laughs> there were also some that like went in the sink and i could see if you had a double-sided sink how that would be really awesome mm. we don't but if people out there do i would definitely look into that because then you can wash dishes in one side of the sink and dry them in the other side of the sink and you don't actually have anything like coming up above your counter which i think could be visually very nice yeah that'd be cool but one of the changes we are considering making in the kitchen is getting a paper towel holder that mounts to the wall oh yes because right now our paper towels are in a paper towel holder but like a standing one on the counter mm -hmm. um 
And I don't know. I feel like that's something that just everyone does. Like, it's not objectively better than having your paper towels just sitting on the counter. True. But it just seems like everyone has paper towel holders. So I think we got one. Yeah. We were in the moment just, like, buying the <laughs> shit you need in an apartment. We were like, oh, we need a paper towel. Like, why do you need a paper towel holder? It does just, like, more stuff. It's funny that we got a paper towel holder, not a toilet paper holder. Yeah, so that's I, I think true. That says a lot about our identities. Uh, For some reason, though, it never like occurred to me that they made uh, toilet paper hold like freestanding ones. Mm. I don't know why. I've like seen them before, but I my parents have never owned one. I think, and so like it didn't occur to me that that was something you can buy. Whereas I feel like paper towel holders I like see in everyone's homes. Yeah, and but so it's really just like stuff. Like the, even the paper towels come with a hard cardboard center so that they stand up. It's not like these things aren't freestanding. It would just fall apart if not given structure. Yeah, no, definitely. There's no reason for us to have the standing up paper towel holder. I think if we get a wall-mounted paper towel holder, it does us the dual service of then taking them off the counter, which oh, is yeah. the point of what we're trying to do in this scenario. Yes. Um I feel we haven't done this yet because I feel like at this point in the year there are problems that are before holiday problems and there are problems that are after holiday problems and I definitely classify this as an after holiday problem. Yeah. But um, I've kind of looked around a little bit to see. There are some. I saw one that was magnetic, so you could hang it on like the side of the fridge, and I toyed with that for a little bit, but I think that might just like still make that counter seem really overwhelming. Yeah, especially that'd have to be on the side of the counter where we're already putting all the stuff. Exactly. So, yeah, I don't know that that's a good solution. I think we're going to have to walk around a little bit in there and see where it makes most sense to mount it because a lot of that area is tiled backsplash. Mm. So we can't just be, like, drilling into the tile. We have to be drilling into the drywall somewhere. It's funny that you said walking around in there as if it was a lot of (laughs) space to cover. I feel like when, like, right after that episode, though, we were walking around in there a lot. Like, we were, like, pacing. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose it's true. It's good pacing space. But, yeah, there's not, it's not like we're, like, running from end to end and becoming winded by any means. What would we do with all this acreage? (laughs) Though, if you looked at my uh, floor plan, it does look like we have way more space in there than we actually do. Mm. But, yeah, I'm excited about that. Mental space. That's like, true, yeah. The floor plane. It's based on mental and emotional space more than physical or actual space. The other thing that we were looking at that takes up a lot of room in there is the microwave, mm. um, which is the reason that we bought the Rolling Island in the first place. And when we got that, I don't even think I thought that hard about it. I like went on Target's website and I was like, this is an affordable microwave that doesn't look like crap. Mm-hmm. Um, and it didn't even occur to me that microwaves like have different sizes, I guess. I assumed there would just be like a standard size microwave and we got it and that was it. And like, we went with it. It's the microwave size microwave. Right. Um, I guess I have assumed that a lot of home things are standard size. And then I realized that like, actually that's not the case. Mm. So that's weird. But like, I don't know. I think we went back and forth for like, 30 seconds of like, could we actually live without this? Like we did when we moved in. Mm -hmm. Um, And we did live without it for a few weeks. And I think we decided no, because like 
if we were heating stuff up, we like live on leftovers a lot. And if we were heating stuff up somewhere else, we would really just be creating more dishes for ourselves, which also doesn't do us a service because then we have to put them in our shitty dish rack. Ah. <laughs> I know that um, Shavonda Gardner, who I talked about in the last episode, actually got like a tiny microwave for her kitchen and has been really happy with that. Um, and we talked a little bit about replacing it too and like measuring I guess we would have to like measure one of our dishes and then look at the specs of the tiny microwave and see if it like would fit because we don't want to have a microwave that doesn't fit our dishes obviously but then we decided like in terms of not wanting to create waste which is also something we're thinking about a lot like we don't want to waste a perfectly good microwave Mm. yeah I don't know it's hard it's a conundrum it's like, I think the microwave is the, uh, what's the word? The elephant in the room? No. No. Like the, uh... Define the word. Oh, man, I'm trying. What does the it, word mean? The word means what the microwave is. That's why. <laughs> 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 uh, so use it, and, like, make the sentence around it. Uh, like, the microwave is the blank of the kitchen in that everything like hinges upon it like the, the back. hub of the kitchen no i want to say like the something agent there's like not like secret agent that'd be cool <laughs> but like confusing but it's not because it's like really conspicuous yeah maybe that's what it wants you to uh oh man the cattle no catalyst doesn't yeah make sense. not catalyst something there's like ah, uh, i don't know it's close it, like <laughs> <laughs> like um kind of like culprit but not culprit it's like the reason for a majority of our not like problems but like kitchen concerns right like we have this big microwave because there's only one outlet for this big microwave we need the island it's like what everything uh ah what's the fucking word or like term like everything is a result of it yes (laughs) yes linchpin (laughs) well so that's an interesting point though because as we were in there like freaking the fuck out about this stuff i thought to myself wouldn't it be cool if instead of this rolling island we could do more of a bookshelf like piece that served as more of a pantry because something we're doing with that rolling island is like storing baking supplies which we could easily do on a shelf Mm -hmm. and really it's only the fact that the microwave is there and wouldn't fit on a shelf and like mm-hmm. is needs to be movable that we have that island piece yeah it's a linchpin so it certainly is yeah i think that like i don't really expect the microwave to die in the way i expect the keurig to die though so i think right now we kind of decided that that's something that we're living with and like if it ever presented itself as a decision to make again we would maybe make a different decision yeah i feel no, that's the case like there's no sense getting rid of it we use it we use it frequently it's there it's convenient it's nice just big and i think and when, when we moved in we weren't thinking about that space in the way we are now i mean we weren't really thinking about the space in the way we are now because we were still getting used to living together like sharing the space together and what that meant and we were also in a state of just like getting things that we would perceive we needed or that like felt societally necessary like a paper towel holder <laughs> um or I, I guess specifically a standing paper towel holder um but yeah microwave interesting conundrum it'd be cool if we just had like a 
Superman's laser eyes. We could just heat our food by like looking at it, like pew. I suppose it'd be hard to like exist in society if you had laser eyes. But you could control them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! Imagine if you had like uncontrollable laser eyes and just couldn't look at anything. Is that that's the Cyclops from X Men? That's his deal. Oh really? That's a bummer for him. Good thing he only has one eye. No, he he's. He has two eyes. Oh, but one of them is covered because it's a laser eye? No, they're both laser eyes. Oh, I don't know anything about this man. Oh, he has to like wear the screen that stops him from having laser, and then he takes them off to shoot people. Why is he called Cyclops then if he has two eyes? I think that it's because he has to usually just wear like one big screen. Like in the classic 90s show, he just has like one big, like it looks like a like visor. Like a visor, yeah. Yeah, but then in the movies recently they've just given him like sunglasses he can wear which i'm kind of calling i think he just has sunglasses i don't know i actually haven't seen those movies in a while i think they're pretty bad uh point being well he probably doesn't have to have a microwave though i yeah but you can't control them that's the point so you just destroy his food he would look at it and and then he wouldn't have food he wouldn't be able to survive (laughs) okay (laughs) never mind then so he probably needs a microwave because <laughs> he can't warm his food with his laser eyes. Unlike Superman, who I perceive has some control over his laser eyes and might be able to heat them. Regardless, that's not a situation we're in. So we still need the microwave. Correct. We do. The good news is, though, that in the bathroom, we did manage to consolidate our bathroom products, mm. um, which was really interesting for me because I was, you know, talking last episode about how I had all that just like shit for no reason. And I found out as I was like putting certain stuff away that actually I had a bottle of conditioner that was like basically empty, but I was using my mostly full bottle of conditioner because like the mostly empty one was just in the back. Yeah. Yeah. So that is definitely working because I'm going to like blow through that bottle of conditioner and then recycle it and it'll be gone and out of here, which is exciting. Yeah, cool. But the other cool update about that that we just figured out is like you want to get rid of the shower caddy also, which was something that she was talking about in her book was how much she hates shower caddies and how like everything you have should be able to fit in like the niche in your shower. I just didn't think we were going that far. I thought that we were like consolidating the shower caddy to make it like emotionally nicer. Yeah, no, taking it down. You're just like going all in. Yeah. Um, Which I think is cool. I was thinking about it this morning and like it's still in there because we're still using it. Um, But like it's like six inches deep, which is not an insignificant amount of space. And I feel like you think like, oh, I'm not using that part of the shower because it's behind the shower head and I like never go there but I think visually it would be nice to have that space back yeah it's gonna be great and now that we have consolidated our products they all do fit on the little ledge that we have the situation we're in now is that we have to get a soap dish because I'm a bar soap user Mm. and you can't just like have your bar soap sitting on the ledge like getting that weird like wet mushiness going that ledge mush yeah you know that like you know what I'm saying with I the do. mushiness. I'm with you. Um, I started looking at soap dishes today as well, but I think that's also an after-holiday problem. 
Uh, but I just realized that there's like all these caveats to getting a soap dish. Like it needs to drain, mm -hmm. but it also needs to like not hold water so that the soap isn't like sitting in water. Um, so yeah, maybe, I, maybe I'll do like a pretty extensive <laughs> soap dish review once we get it and see what's up with it. I wonder if we can make one. Well, a lot of the ones I'm looking at are homemade. So like feasibly you can make one. Am I the artisan who should be making it? I don't know. You need to put drainage in it. I don't know. Or reassess. Yeah. In an after-holiday podcast about the after-holiday problems. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that's going to be exciting and a good change for us. So that's cool. Yeah. Also, I made the toilet paper holder as explained in small space style, mm -hmm. which I described in the last episode. And I guess I can, I'll put a pic and also kind of like a what I did in the show notes so cool. that people Build can do own. it themselves if wow. they want. I don't know. How do you feel about the toilet paper holder? Neutral. Yeah. I would say like, it's cool to have one. Yeah. Like definitely an upgrade from not having one, but definitely not as good as having like a real one with the requisite <laughs> space, you know, like I would much prefer to have an extra six inches in which to just like put a real one. Mm. But yeah. I think given our situation, it's like better than not. Yeah, that sounds about right. I would say that I made ours with um, some embroidery floss that I had just like hanging around because as you rightfully pointed out, I wasn't going to like go spend a ton of money on this project that I didn't really know how it was going to turn out. Mm -hmm. um, and so I like measured it. So that the toilet paper roll would hang where I wanted it to once it was tied up. But then I braided it together and I like the string was so long that when I braided it, I ended up losing about a foot. No, so it's like that. a little bit higher than I wanted it to be. Hmm. And so I kind of am still entertaining making a switch to my original idea, which was to get a wire, like a metal thread essentially. Um, that would be a little bit more rigid that wouldn't change size when I strung it up and just give a little bit more support. Cause sometimes I also feel like as you're using it, it's like flopping around a little bit. Yeah. I'd say it's, yeah, that like a problem. It's definitely one of the annoying things that like flops. Doesn't have like a consistent pull. Yeah, it's definitely not a perfect solution. So I wouldn't say like, this is one of the tips that's going to change your whole fucking life. <laughs> but unlike all of our other tips, <laughs> which fucking will. So listen to them. Well, you know, how like people on Pinterest are always like, take these five steps and then like your whole life will be changed yeah. because you hung this shelf. And it's not that it's not going to be like that. So yeah, that that's how I feel about that. But I am glad that we did it. Mm. Are we putting in barn doors? Why are barn doors on the note? Um, so we have to talk about the drying rack first, ah. I think. Because, so last episode, I mentioned the drying rack to mention that like she showed all of these different products uh -huh. that I had never looked at before. And I said, like, we probably don't need a drying rack. But then we were doing laundry and I was like, we like dry all of our shit on the top of our doors because we used to put it on the headboard and the footboard and like we're not planning on having a footboard again and we haven't purchased a new headboard. So like... It's precarious. Yeah. And so like all the doors are open for like two days after we do the laundry because we put all of our clothes on there. Mm -hmm. 
And would we be better served if we just had a drying rack? I don't know the answer to that question because then I pers- like I understand that we would have to store the drying rack mm-hmm. and it would be out for that period of time. So mm-hmm. like I don't know if this is the perfect solution, but something's got to keep. I was just thinking about that. It's like, do we want to keep drying our clothes on our doors? Maybe yes. Maybe it's not that big of a deal. Maybe we should make an indoor clothesline. I suppose we could try to do that, yeah. We probably shouldn't do that. I think that would take up way more space. I was being sarcastic. I think that'd be more frustrating. But I guess the doors take up a lot of space. I don't know. Gotta reassess on that as well. But yeah, that was just... I had never even really thought about having a drying rack either um, until I looked at it in that book. I saw those in the Ramadalista book as well, but I was also like, oh, this is like a bougie person thing. We can't have this. And now it seems like maybe it's something we could have if we really felt strongly about it. With our slow make coffee, (laughs) drying racks. Yeah, we're just going to live like the bougiest, like... Manhattan life. Yeah. Wow. Should have got that ocelot. Could have. I wonder who did get that ocelot. Probably no one. It's gone. It's not there anymore. Yeah, I think they moose stuff. Really? Yeah. Oh. That's sad, kind of. I don't want to think about him, like, going in the trash. He didn't deserve that. I don't know if they throw it out. They might... I don't know what... I guess... Uh, Goodwill can't donate it, though. Like, who would they donate it to? Yeah, maybe they do throw it out. I don't know. I bet someone took it. People have bad taste. Or great taste, Jordan. <laughs> Depending on how you look at it, yes. Um, but the reason I put barn doors on here is not because we can have barn doors, uh, but, like... I just wanted to reiterate that I still think they're an awesome idea and Mm. we just got Hulu. So we've been watching all of Fixer Upper on Hulu and I was just like reminded how often Joanna Gaines uses barn doors. And now every time I see one, I'm like, wow, that's such a fucking good idea. And I wish I could do it. Um, And so I just wanted to like point out yet again that they're like such a great idea. And now every day I wish I had one. Yeah, they're great. I like the pocket door idea too. Yeah. Maybe more so. I mean, it would be really sweet if we could have pocket doors, but I'm like, can't have that nice of stuff. Yet. Yet. If First we ever an were... press, <laughs> next pocket doors, <laughs> then the world. If we were ever to like gut renovate an apartment, I would definitely put in pocket doors, but that's not our current financial situation. Mm. So just regular doors for us right now. Thanks for listening to this episode of Apartment 26. For more info on the stuff we talk about on this episode, check out the show notes linked below. And follow us on Instagram at apt26podcast. See you next time.